Here's another inspiring speech recorded at Communities in Control, Australia's biggest and best annual community sector gathering. Let's talk about Tony Abbott. No, no, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Um, let's not. As a matter of fact, by a show of hands, who here voted for Tony Abbott? That's how you know you have an authentic audience. <laughs> See, we still haven't come to terms with that yet. Uh, so I'm gonna just let that go before I turn the whole crowd against me. Usually first impressions last longer. There goes mine. There goes mine. But I mean, the title says it, Communities in Control. People are what it's about. So let me ask you this. Who here pressed the snooze button once this morning? Uh, look at the authenticity. Twice? <laughs> Your head went up twice. Uh, did I set the ground rules? Nah, okay. Who here, who here pressed the snooze button four times? Five? Going up to ten. Who took the phone and smashed it against the wall? <laughs> nah, those phones are too precious these days. Okay. My mother has this habit. Um, I'm one of eight children. The reason why I'm sitting down is because if I stand up, you have a sore neck by the time I'm finished. So I'm going to recline. And I used to be short, for those who are wondering. It's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in Australia for about 12 years now, and it feels like, feels like, feels like 12 days. My mother has the same habit. She, she kicks it into our room every single morning and says the same thing. You guys live in the country where the only morning disturbance is the sound of the alarm clock. And even with that, you still press the snooze button. I'm thinking, mom, this is too early for philosophical talks. <laughs> Six in the morning, gotta be kidding. But it's as simple as this, do not gamble with your time. Your dreams and ambitions aren't just about you anymore. The fact that we have communities to take care of goes to show that we can either continue to play small, but be mindful, life is too little, too short to play small. And I mean, I, I pressed the snooze button more than once this morning, but then I figured if I don't get myself here, I'm gonna be in trouble. Nah, nah, nah. Mom woke me up again. <clears throat> Same story. I'm one of eight children, the best part about growing up in a household of eight children is that I'm innocent to proven guilty. <laughs> there are seven more suspects. Case so <laughs> that out. If you ask me to name an indigenous language, I would have no clue. I'm sorry. If you ask me to recite an indigenous tongue, I wouldn't know what to say. I'm sorry. If you asked me what constitutes an indigenous mob, I would have no clue. I'm sorry. If you asked me to speak about indigenous tradition, my knowledge in that department is as far as knowing about the didgeridoo. It's shameful. I'm sorry. I only know of Captain Cook's recent prime minister's upcoming elections and the fact that we will continue to have prime ministers who don't understand what it's about yet. 
So if you ask me to name an indigenous public figure, I would have no clue. I'm sorry. That's my shame. And may that soon change. So the next time someone asks you and I about indigenous language, we could at least say a few words of greetings. The same way we do with other languages. If you ask me about indigenous tradition, I have no clue. I'm sorry. Except that these days, whenever I speak to my mom about this art of spoken word, she says, people want to hear you talk. So thanks, mom. Home support. Appreciate it. <laughs> Whatever you choose to say, she says, don't forget, you stand on the land of whose ancestors you now have to uphold. May we be forgiven. The next time you ask me about indigenous tradition, I'm gearing up to learn about as much as I possibly can. I've taken the time to learn the English language, but not their language. I'm sorry. That's the thing about words, though. Um, as much as we have an idea of where we stand as people in communities, we have no clue uh, the people that are hurting around us. We have no idea the magnitude of our negligence. I'm not going to speak about you guys, but I'm going to speak about myself. When, uh, when, 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 when we first got uh, the, the citizenship, what was going through our minds was, aren't we Africans anymore? Why are we Australians anymore? And then you start to look in the media and you realize, Wait, we're still being labeled. Uh, and you start to understand that communities can't exist if we can't stand in for each other and, 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 and speak on behalf of those people who are being bullied, speak on behalf of the people who really don't have a voice for themselves. People are trickling away. People are just passing on without any regard in terms of what it means to be individuals within the community. I mean, look at you guys. Look at your bunch. This is numbers. This is what it means when, 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 when we get to understand that communities are the foundation for children to inherit futures that have been prepared for them, but have not been made for them. Because every single one of us has got to put in the effort. Of course, I, I speak lightly about it, but you've got to understand. Um, my father was not the most educated man, but every choice he made kept my family alive. So to me, he was wise. Despite not having academic credentials, he knew the basis, the basics of life. That is, an honest man really has nothing to fear. And my mom, well, we still refer to her as the uneducated philosopher. Both of them had no formal education, but it was this realization that for their children's sake, they had to muster up the courage to be dreamers to foresee a future that they've never lived. And my dad never made it here. Which goes to show that there will be certain sacrifices that you will get to make that will not be accounted for. But it's knowing life is one of two things. Faith and fear cannot occupy your mind space. One of them pushes out the other. So what are you making room for? 
here's a little story. I hope you find your way through it. My, my, my little niece, girl turned about seven years old. Um, we had no idea about what she was going through because she, she was about uh, three months premature. My whole family lost their minds. I'm thinking, my goodness, she's that excited. She came three months ahead to see us. Uh, I was like, can you just not make fun of this thing? But I'm like, no, but seriously, she's, she, she's an honest little girl. She's growing up fast. She's 27. Her first birthday was a disaster. My family had no clue about the birthday song. But thanks to YouTube, we got that figured out uh, real fast. The other week, I was at the post office, and I'm standing in line, and the lady said, uh, next up, I'm excited, I'm getting my passport. And she says, uh, can we please get your real birth certificate? <laughs> so I went home and asked mom. I said, mom, I need my real birth certificate. Uh, they need it. And she said, well, here's a bunch of papers. Look through them and uh, figure it out from there. I'm going through the papers. I'm one of eight children, four boys and four girls. And my mom, of course, that makes us about what, 10. I'm not good at math, but there you go. Uh, my mom was born on the 1st of January. My brothers were born on the 1st of January. I was born on the 1st of January. Now, I'm not no expert, but my dad couldn't have been that precise. <laughs> I said it right out. Went back to the post office and realized in that instant that we both existed in walls that are far apart. And this is how I came to be here. This is how my family came to be here. I grew up in a household of eight children. The best part about it, whenever something broke at home, I'm still innocent until proven guilty. Uh, there's a new niece now. I can blame anything on her. <laughs> Everything on her. <laughs> we make ways these days and talk about the fate that could have been and understanding that God does not compromise. And fate is a cruel business. <laughs> in 1999, my mother made a decision. In 2000, she executed. At around 3 a.m. one morning, we found ourselves packing suitcases that did not contain much, and we were jammed into a van. I wanted to stuff my childhood belongings and all of my friends into mine. Impossible, I know I tried. Some things, regardless of how far back we stretch our arms to reach, will always get left behind. I learned children learn to let go. We found ourselves in Cairo, a pretty decent temporary place considering we were refugees. Cairo was hot. Cairo was so hot, I got a permanent tan. <laughs> Nothing could have prepared us for the odds. Sometimes it isn't the challenges faced, it's whether you choose to follow through. Those with parachutes hesitate to fly, and those without take a leap of faith. My mother, she leaped, and she always talks about, if you are not aiming for the stars, don't bother looking up. By the time we looked up, it was too late. On March 30th, 2004, we landed in Melbourne, Australia. And my brother and I walked into Hungry Jack's for the first time, and they had free refills. <laughs> it was a long day. Life as we knew it was never the same since. Eight siblings and a single mother. We are not the hero of this story, far from it. At the Australian Embassy in Cairo, where mom sought asylum on our behalf, and Australian valued my mother's efforts, it's the only reason I'm granted this platform and a home where my siblings and I could break things and we would never have to worry about breaking up for survival. At the landing of a pen stroke, 
Someone sealed my family's fate. It's only fitting to take this moment and say, thank you, Australia. You used to be kind, and I know you still can. It takes courage to be kind. Words don't mean much. So how brave are we? Thank you so very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this highlight from the community's In Control Library. If you did, we'd love you to rate or review this podcast in the iTunes Store and for you to share it with your friends. For further information about Communities in Control, visit communitiesincontrol.com.au.